Hello and welcome to our NDB mission service today. It's Julie here. In a few moments we'll kick off the service with some worship as usual and then we're looking forward to having Roger preaching for us. But I'm going to start off with a very simple truth and that is God cares. God cares about you and he cares about me. Sometimes we can overcomplicate things but I feel like this is what God wants us to hear today. Jesus said look at the birds of the air they do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? And later on Jesus also said, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from the will of your Father, and even the very hairs on your head are numbered. So don't be afraid, you are worth more than many sparrows. Sometimes we can go off down a rabbit hole of God doesn't care about me. But that's not true, it's fake news. In these times we need to hold on even more tightly to God's promises and the truth that he's given us in the Bible. God cares. If we're feeling overwhelmed with work or afraid for our loved ones, God cares. If we're feeling lonely or we're struggling to find things to fill up our days, God cares. If we're feeling like we've had enough because it's going to get dark really early tonight and this lockdown seems never ending, God cares. If we are facing financial difficulties or health issues, God cares. And he is in these situations, walking with us. God cares. Father God, we come to you now in worship. As we praise you, we ask that we will know beyond doubt that you care about us and all that is going on in our lives. We offer ourselves and our lives to you now and ask for your Holy Spirit to come and fill every part. Amen. So I'll hand over to the worship team now, and the first song is This I Know, You Are a Great God. Who has stretched out the skies like a canvas? Who has scooped up the oceans with his from the
the power of your touch releases us to worship the wonder of your love will break the chains that bind us the to praise God together and thanks to our worship team and technical crew for making it possible online. At this point in our service we usually pray for our young people. Father we lift up to you the children and young people in our church and in our families. This coming week when many people will be thinking about Halloween we ask you especially to, to protect our children from influences that come from the darkness and not from the light. Strengthen our children and help them to make good choices this week. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now I'm going to hand over to Roger. So, Lord, we pray your blessings over Roger and his family today. Thank you for all that he is and does for us. Open our ears now to listen and take in what he has to share with us. Amen. Well, good morning, everybody. It's my privilege to be here sharing God's word with you on the 25th of October. 2020 I should be sharing with you on zoom and the website and at the church at the same time so hopefully that won't be too painful for me being in two places at once of course it's got nothing to do with my own physical capabilities it's the power of modern technology we're able to share God's word with you live we're able to share it on the website on the podcast and people can join in the zoom services so it's good we are trying to make the word of God available to as many people as we can in as many different ways as we can so all the glory goes to Jesus for that and thank you for all those technical folks in our church uh, that make that happen bless you so um, I'm going to be talking to you today from the book of 1 Kings and uh, anybody that listens to me regularly will know where 1 Kings is that's right it's just before 2 Kings uh, in the Old Testament just after the the second book of Samuel uh, we've got the first book of Kings 1 Kings chapter 19 1 Kings chapter 19 uh, and we're going to go, I think, probably to verse 7. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 1 to 7. My Bible has a little subtitle, Elijah flees to Horeb. So while you're looking for that, 1 Kings chapter 19, I'm just going to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. It is the word of life. It is our bread of life and we're going to be focusing this morning on receiving strength from you, feeding on you, Lord. Uh, and Father God, we pray, Lord, that this word would truly be nourishment to our spirits, souls and bodies in the great journey of life and eventually the even greater journey beyond death to be with you forever so Lord just bless this word to our hearts and give us the strength to apply it in our lives in Jesus name Amen 
So 1 Kings chapter 19, Elijah, one of my heroes, fantastic character. Here he is fleeing to Horeb. Now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, may the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like that of one of them. I'm going to kill you, basically, the queen's saying to Elijah. Elijah was afraid. Amazing, very human. Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there, while he himself went a day's journey into the desert. He came to a broom tree, sat down under it and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the tree and fell asleep. All at once an angel touched him and said, Get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head was a cake of bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and then lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank. Strengthened by that food, he travelled for 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. There he went into a cave and spent the night. I could carry on because it's so good. He then meets with the Lord. Uh, doesn't he and he tells the Lord how zealous he's been and how he's killed the prophets and there's nobody left except him uh, God speaks to him in a still small voice remember that the earthquake comes but God's not in the earthquake the fire the, the wind comes God's not in the in the whirlwind God speaks to him in a still small voice and they have a conversation and God uh, tells him to anoint, anoint Elisha to be prophet after him uh, and um to appoint a king or two I think um, and, uh, and yeah it's good stuff Elijah is an amazing character we first meet him he only appears in five chapters uh, or his life his life uh, is only chronicled really in in five chapters of, of the Bible we first meet him in 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 1 Kings chapter 17 Elisha the Tishbite um, and he was a servant he's described there as a servant and um, God tells him to to uh, go and see a widow in a place called Zarephath Jesus referred to this in Luke chapter 4 um, and uh, and to get a drink of water and um, a meal there's a thing about meals and Elijah it seems in his life and he asks a widow for a meal and she tells him I've only got a little bit of, of flour left and a little bit of water I'm gonna make a meal for my son and me and then we're gonna die um, and Elijah said no you won't die if you if you make a meal for me first um, and then everything will be all right she does so and um, everything's okay until her son dies then Elijah brings him back to life by praying to the Lord he also prayed that it wouldn't rain for three and a half years and it didn't and then he prayed again that it would rain and it did and James talks about that in James 5 James 5 verse verse uh, 17 I think it is 
um, talking about faith. Elijah was a man, you know, just like us. He was afraid, just like us. He was hungry, just like us. He was human, just like us. But yet, he had he had great faith, and he did great exploits for God. And probably the greatest exploit he did is chronicled in one Kings chapter 18 where basically at this time uh, King Ahab was ruling over Israel he was not a good king he was a weak king he was dominated by his wife Queen Jezebel who was very wicked and manipulative and controlling uh, and uh, the people were worshipping prophets of Baal and Asher they were worshipping false gods foreign gods and um Jezebel had been killing prophets of the Lord, although God had reserved uh, 7,000 people that weren't bowing down to Baal. But Elijah wasn't aware of that at this time. And Elijah, in the, in the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of God comes upon him and he, 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 he climbs up a mountain. He calls all the prophets of Baal to him, 450 prophets. He calls all the people of Israel and, and he says to them, that uh, amazing, amazing people, uh, that, 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 that amazing statement, sorry. Uh, he says, how long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. When I think of Elijah, I think of repentance. Elijah was a man that dwelt close to God. And he called the people back to God. How long will you waver between the two opinions what about us saints do we waver between the two opinions do we want do we want a, 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 some of Jesus and some of the world are we are we all out for Jesus or are we half-hearted in our commitment to him do we kind of live for Jesus as much as we can but find ourselves pulled back into the world and into our own ways and and our own thinking but God says to us, how long are you going to halt between the, the two opinions? How long are you going to waver? Let's be fully devoted to our Lord Jesus. He was fully devoted to us, wasn't he? Fully devoted to us. David prayed uh, in Psalm 86, give me an undivided heart. Give me an undivided heart. Only God can do that, you know. Only God can give you an undivided heart. He can give you a new heart. He can take out your heart stone and give you a, a a heart of flesh so Elijah calls the people of Israel he tells them look come on make up your mind if God's God follow him if it's Baal follow him and then he sets a challenge for the prophets of Baal he makes an altar uh, and they sacrifice um, uh, bulls and uh, the prophets of Baal call on their God uh, Elijah says the God that answers by fire he is God you know the God that sends fire to consume the sacrifice he's the true God and the prophets of Baal uh, call out on their God they cut themselves they dance around the altar but no answer and Elijah mocks them then Elijah uh, tells the people to pour water over the sacrifice three times he's so confident that God's going to come down and consume this sacrifice and he calls out on the Lord he said answer me O Lord answer me so all these people will know that you O Lord are God and that you are turning their hearts back again and fire fell from heaven it consumed everything everything the sacrifice the wood the stones the soil the water everything and the people fell prostrate 
before the Lord and said, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Then Elijah kills the 450 prophets of Baal with the sword. We're not to kill false prophets these days. That's, that, that's Old Testament, New, New Testament application of killing false prophets is killing off, killing off wrong beliefs in our own life, killing off bad habits in our own life, killing off anything that's contrary to God in our own Christian walk, spiritually putting them to death at the cross anything that we know that is hindering our walk with Jesus we bring it to the cross we die to the old life and walk in newness of life so this this really is the crowning moment of 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 Elijah's ministry the pinnacle of his ministry he he proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that the God of Israel is the true God uh, by calling down fire from heaven and the people turn back to him uh, he kills uh, 450 prophets of Baal um, which uh, Jezebel was very very fond of therefore Jezebel says to him I'm going to kill you you've killed my prophets I'm going to kill you and then we see the human side of Elijah 1 Kings 19 verse 3 he was afraid <laughs> he was afraid and he, he ran for his life. Isn't that amazing? This man that was in, endowed with the Spirit of God, so courageous, so bold, so fearless in that moment. Yet, when he receives this threat from an earthly ruler, he fears for his life. Whose voice do we listen to? Do we listen to the voices of the world? Voices of fear. Fear is a great weapon of Satan. Fear and unbelief. Fear and unbelief. When Jesus raised Jairus' daughter back to life, he removed all the unbelievers from the house so he could perform his miracle. Now God, God is an amazing thing. God doesn't work where there's unbelief. It says when Jesus went to his hometown, he didn't do many miracles there because of their unbelief. Fear and unbelief are two enemies just like Elijah killed those false prophets with the sword fear and unbelief you've got to put them to death saints you've got to put them to death and I tell you what they lurk in your hearts they can lurk deep down in your hearts and God will put you in situations where you may feel fearful God put me in a situation where I where, where, where I felt well lots of situations where I felt fearful to say what I felt God wanted me to say and to do what God wanted me to do but courage is feeling the fear but doing it anyway I like that courage is is being afraid but doing it anyway acknowledging your fears acknowledging your fears and that's a good thing to do it's a good thing when we're feeling frightened. Do you know, uh, my friend Tedra in India says that it says fear not 365 times in the Bible. I've never checked it out, but he says it's true. And, and, and I'm sure it's about right. Fear not, for I am with you. I will help you. I will hold you by your right hand. Moses said to Joshua, fear not, be of good courage. Fear not. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I fear? God is with us Jesus is with us Jesus is in us and with his power living in us and working through us we can do exploits 
for him. In a sense, we, we, we can't do anything for God. Chris spoke about this last week. We can't do anything for God. But when we surrender our lives to God, he comes to live in us and works through us. It's a deep, intimate relationship relationship with Jesus and he works through us so here's Elijah this mighty prophet of God who's killed 450 prophets single-handedly false prophets single-handedly with the sword he's running for his life and he lays down under a tree I think King James says calls it a juniper tree he says I've had enough that enough Lord have you prayed that prayer oh, I have <laughs> sometimes some weeks you might end up praying every day <laughs> do you know it's often when you get to the end of your own strength that God's strength begins so why do we waste time pretending we've got life sorted we've got it all under control when we haven't we need a savior Elijah's name means savior Jesus's name means savior save the people from their sins we need a savior all of us to get through this life and more importantly beyond this life into eternity Elijah says take my life I'm no better than my ancestors then he lay down under the tree and fell asleep isn't it lovely God doesn't rebuke him God doesn't God's not sitting there thinking what on earth is he doing what's he thinking of no God's patient isn't he he loves Elijah he loves Elijah and God loves us he may I say reverently he's crazy about us God we are the apple of God's eye Paul says in 1 Timothy 4 verse 10 that Jesus is the saviour of all men but especially those who believe especially you are special to God you are his treasure you are the apple of his eye you are his son you are his daughter you are a child of God when you believe on the name of Jesus and call out to him to come and forgive your sins and live in you you become a child of God in that moment the vilest offender who truly believes that moment from Jesus a pardon receives God sends an angel to strengthen Elijah does that ring any bells what about Jesus when he was in the garden of Gethsemane praying in an agony sweating blood God sent an angel to strengthen him strengthen him didn't he God sends an angel, makes a meal, bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. Elijah <laughs> eats and drinks and goes back to sleep again. He must have been exhausted. Exhausted. Now I used to box, I was just fighting one man, trying to hit one person just for three one and a half minute rounds was exhausted but to actually um, put to death 450 men must have been exhausting for Elijah he must have been exhausted and the angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said get up and eat for the journey is too much for you 
get up and eat for the journey is too much for you that's really what I want to focus on today get up and eat for the journey is too much for you the journey is too much for us this journey of life our daily journey the things that you will meet with through your day they're too much for us and certainly the journey beyond death is too much for us we can't make it on our own we need a savior do you know I think that before we can live properly we need to come to terms with death the Bible says that Satan holds people in fear of death but Jesus has abolished death Jesus conquered death it says in Ecclesiastes 8 verse 8 in the King James Version it says there is no man that has power over the spirit to retain the spirit neither has he power in the day of death and there is no discharge in that war our spirit will be taken from us but Jesus gave up his spirit into your hands I commit my spirit were his final words he gave up his breath he willingly gave up his life he was Lord over death even in death he was Lord but because he'd never sinned his spirit was sinless death had no power he rose from the grave on the third day appeared to his disciples for 40 days and then ascended into heaven where he sits at God's right hand and one day he will return for you and for me he told his disciples in John chapter 14 and he tells us that he was going to prepare a place for us and he will come back and take us to be with him so that where he is we may be also do you know 26 years ago 27 years ago really when I'd had enough of life at the age of 26 I'd had enough of life life was certainly too much for me life and love relationships work you name it every sphere of life it it I tasted it and it just left me empty and unfulfilled and I'd had enough <laughs> and I called out on the Lord Jesus I said Jesus if you're real help me and I had a personal encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ and he spoke to me I thought I was HIV positive he said hospital test such a beautiful voice such a love liquid love liquid peace I wouldn't have done that in my own strength I wouldn't have gone to get an HIV test in my own strength but because Jesus spoke to me I did it I went and got my test and when I came out of the hospital Jesus spoke to me again he said Leamington Spa community and about eight nine months later I found myself living in Leamington Spa and working in a community centre and I heard somebody talk about how Jesus lived in them and she said you've asked Jesus to help you but you've got to ask him in I wondered how did she know that about me but of course it was God that knew that about me I'd asked Jesus to help me but I hadn't asked him in to my life to come and live in me that is the mystery of the gospel Christ in us the hope of glory 
Jesus Christ, the Son of God, will come and live in your heart by the power of his Holy Spirit for the rest of your life and then on into eternity if you ask him. Father, Son and Holy Spirit, three members of the Godhead, relationship in the Godhead, relationship, other-centered relationship, the, the essence of reality. The Holy Spirit will come and live in your heart. I had to come to terms with death before I could live. I realized that Jesus said, I'm the resurrection and the life. He who lives and believes in me will never die. Nobody else said that. No other religious leader said that. Only Jesus. Only Jesus said, I'm the son of God. If you believe in me, you'll have everlasting life. Only Jesus said that. And I'd heard that message as I grew up in school. I'd heard that message, but I'd rejected it. But there I was thinking I was dying. And the reality of death seemed to come into full focus. And I called out on the Lord. And when I had that assurance of eternal life, when I knew that Jesus had died for me and given his life for me so I could live a new life in him, then I could live. Then I could live a new life in his power. We can't make it on our own. This week, I helped carry a friend's coffin. There were six of us carrying it. It was heavy. It was hard work just to carry it from the church to the hearse and then again from the hearse to the graveside. I've carried my own father's coffin. I've carried other friends' coffins. It's heavy. It's hard work. It's not heavy for Jesus. Jesus will take your soul and carry you to heaven if you believe in him if you believe in him you will have eternal life praise God so the journey is too much for us the journey after this mortal life after we draw our final breath is too much for us but Jesus is the good shepherd he will come and collect us and take us to be with him that's good news, isn't it? That's good news. And then we can live the journey of life. I don't know about you, but every morning I'm aware that I can't live this life on my own. I look after my mum. I'm her full-time carer. She's had several strokes. She's lost her mental capacity she doesn't want to eat or drink I have to liquidize all nourishment and then draw it up in a small three milliliter syringe and try and get it into her mouth so that she can take some nourishment sometimes she doesn't want to open her mouth it's hard work it's hard work I can't do it in my own strength every morning I wake up first thing I do is I take hold of my Bible and I open it to receive my strength from Jesus. He said, I am the bread of life. He who believes in me shall never hunger, never thirst. I receive my strength from God. I can't, I can't go through the day without that. I know I can't, not in my own strength. Paul said in Romans 7 verse 18, I know that in me that is in my flesh dwells no good thing. 
it's good to know that about yourself saints there's, there's, there's nothing good in us if there was Jesus wouldn't have had to die on the cross for our sin so just take that as read there's nothing good in you there's no power or strength or kindness or love or goodness it's only in Jesus every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the father of lights in whom there is no shadow or variableness of turning we need that meal we need an Elijah meal every morning we need and and you know what God is willing more than willing to give us that meal every morning it's in his word anointed by his spirit God God longs to hear our voice any, not just in the morning any time of the day he longs to minister to us he longs to encourage us he longs to strengthen us we need that Elijah meal Elijah went in the strength of that meal for 40 days and for 40 nights actually one of the reasons he was so exhausted was after he killed the prophets the false prophets he ran ahead of the king the king was on his horse it says that Elijah ran ahead of him so that that was a supernaturally fast run <laughs> you can do amazing exploits in the power of the Holy Spirit you can do the work of 10 men or 10 women in the power of the Holy Spirit but we need to spend time waiting on God you know there was a man called Evan Evan Roberts he was a Welshman and revival hit Wales in 1904 thousands of people were saved pubs emptied people's lives were changed crime rate went right down and God used Evan Roberts mightily and he, he went around Wales preaching for two years and after two years he was totally exhausted exhausted and he kind of retired to a quiet life eventually passed away in 1951 but he had two years of Holy Spirit powered service and then he was just exhausted I can relate to that I can relate to being exhausted but you know what we can gain our strength from Jesus Jesus said unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood you have no life in you he, did, he wasn't talking about communion he was talking about living Jesus's life living the life that he wants you to live Lord where do you want me to go today what do you want me to do today I remember in might have been April I was talking to to Jules who, who runs our food bank and she said every morning I, I wake up I worship God I praise God and he sends me new people to help isn't that wonderful isn't it wonderful to serve God isn't it wonderful to serve Jesus it might be hard you might feel exhausted you might find yourself saying Lord I've had enough I can't take any more I can't go on and you know you're right you can't but in God's strength you can C.H. Spurgeon said God's love should give wings to the feet of service and strength to the arms of labor the love of Jesus gives us that overcoming power we can't do the journey of life like I said I have a I have a tough uh, challenging job looking after my mum I'm estranged from 
my children over in Asia. Um, 15 of my older children have um, phones, iPhones or, or that sort of thing. And after, after I've spent time with the Lord, that's my priority to spend time with Jesus. Then I'll turn on my phone. Then I communicate with my children, each of them. Their messages are waiting for me. Some good morning, Daddy. Love you, Daddy. And I reply, that takes me about half an hour. <laughs> and then I go down and minister to mum. But every day, that's how I start my day, by feeding on God's word. That's a habit that I started uh, from the day I got saved. And by God's grace, I've been able to keep it pretty much. I've never used an alarm clock the last 24 years never used an alarm clock I've had to catch flights I've had to be at appointments but Jesus always wakes me up always it's normally too early it's normally a few hours before I have to be where I have to be and I don't always make it I don't always wake up that early or get up that early some days I'm just too tired but generally uh, in my Christian life by God's grace, I've been able to get up and seek him and receive that strength. Because the journey is too much for me. I, I know that. I know that. I, I know that there will be situations in my day that potentially will overwhelm me. I won't, I won't have the wisdom to, to overcome them. I won't have the grace. I won't have the strength. I just won't. Because I'm human, you see. I'm, I'm of the earth. I'm, I'm earthly. I'm made of dust but God's planted a treasure in me Paul says that in in Corinthians 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7 he says we have this treasure in jars of clay God's God's put a little treasure in me might not be much might only be a little pearl but you know what if you if you cultivate it if you shine it you know it'll it'll shine brighter and brighter who are we feeding? Are we feeding our old nature or are we feeding our new nature? Are we feeding on the things of God or are we feeding on the things of the world, the news, sport, entertainment, all, all very well in their place probably in small quantities but the main focus of our life should be Jesus, worshipping him, studying him, communing with him. This, this, this desert that Elijah was in turned into an oasis God specializes in turning deserts into oases 24 years ago I went to the dirtiest smelliest place I'd ever been in my life in India a slum where the people lived like animals really defecating on the floor no hygiene running water a barren place naturally but you know what God turned it into an oasis he dug a well in that place a spiritual well and the waters of the Holy Spirit are still flowing in that place there is now a little church on that slum and one of my older boys Ajay leads worship services every night in that place God specializes in turning parched barren dry places 
into streams of living water and he can do that with your soul I don't know where you are right now in your life you might feel in a barren place you might feel in a dry place look at Elijah he wanted to die he'd had enough he was in the desert laid down to sleep maybe laid down to die but God came and ministered to him prepared a meal for him and he went in the strength of that meal 40 days and 40 nights maybe you could say that's like our, our life of active service from the age of 20 you know to 60 40 days 40 years sorry we can we, we can go in the strength that God gives us all our lives praise God get up and eat for the journey is too much for you we need to rise up saints rise up above our circumstances rise up above ourselves our self-life our own thoughts our own feelings rise up above the evil spiritual powers that are arrayed against us and and live in our position live out our position as being seated with Christ in heavenly places Ephesians 2 verse 6 seated with Christ in heavenly places that's our spiritual position and that's how God wants us to live above far above far above far above your circumstances I used to sing a song we used to sing a song at my first church I've got the victor living in me I've got the victor living in me I'm not moved by what I feel or see I've got the victor living in me Elijah prayed to die how did God answer him Elijah never died <laughs> aren't you glad that God doesn't always answer your prayers the way you want him to <laughs> Elijah is only one of two people in, in, in the Old Testament that didn't die Enoch was one he walk, he walk, Enoch walked with God then God took him and Elijah in 2 Kings chapter 2 you, you must read it he's taken up t- to heaven in a chariot of fire Elijah prayed to die Elijah never died you might think you're destined to lose God says you're destined to win you might feel hopeless God wants to give you hope you might feel down God wants to give you joy God's got good gifts for you Christian he's got good things for you good plans for you plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you a future and hope let's spend time with him let's seek him Elijah never died and he had the privilege of talking to Jesus when Jesus uh, went up into the Mount of Transfiguration Elijah and Moses came and spoke with him of his departure what an amazing thing Elijah knew how it felt knew how it felt to be under pressure he knew that Jesus was, was going to be going through torment and agony of soul I wonder what Moses and Elijah said to Jesus we'll find out one day won't we we can ask them in heaven what was it you said to Jesus 
Elijah and Moses what did you say to him maybe they reminded him of the joy that was set before him you and me in heaven for eternity they encouraged him I'm sure and strengthened him put strength in his soul read the Psalms it's all about David crying out to the Lord and the Lord strengthening him just this morning I was reading Psalm 86 Psalm 86 verse 16 says turn to me and have mercy on me grant your strength to your servant and save the son of your maidservant Jesus is our saviour he saved us from our sins he is continually saving us in the present tense and he has saved us for eternity it's past present and future the God who was who is and is to come he's got every base covered he has what you need if you need strength he can give you strength if you need more faith he can give you more faith if you need uh, renewed hope he can give you renewed hope if you need joy in your soul he can give you joy in your soul because Jesus loves you he loved you so much that he left the glory of heaven and came to earth and lived a perfect life and died a sacrificial death on the cross for you and for me God loves us he wants a personal relationship with each one of us he wants to walk with us through each and every day putting his strength in our souls so that we can journey with him it's too much for us on our own but in Christ with Christ with Christ in us we are more than conquerors and nothing can separate us from his great love amen god bless you and thank you thank you so much roger for those words of truth and about god's promises what really resonated with me is the reminder that god says he will give us hope and a future not that he might give us hope and a future but that he will we're going to close the service now with some more songs so i'll hand back to the worship team
of you thank you Lord for the hope that you give us thank you that you've promised to give us hope and a future thank you that you care for us help us to take these truths deep into our hearts this week and to cast all our anxieties onto you because you care for us Amen we've got a few notices to finish with so tonight at 6 o'clock is our first worship live evening the worship team will be playing live and socially distanced of course at the mission so you can either join on Zoom at six o'clock to meet with others to worship online. And we'd encourage you to do that if you can. Or you can go straight to the live stream on our website at six o'clock or you can watch it later. So lots of choices. And as usual, the words for the songs will be available on the website so that you can join in the singing. This Wednesday evening, we'll have our usual prayer meeting. So do come along to that. And next Saturday evening, there's going to be a Zoom light party hosted by the parish church. That's an alternative to Halloween event for families with children. So see Chris's emails for details of all these events. As we go into our week, may you know the depth of God's love, the wideness of his mercy and the protection of his peace. Amen. <laughs>